Welcome, Season 2, Episode 18. It's the hero's journey of comics. Is this the adventure you've planned for me? Braving the winding road of geekdom. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. Sharing our advice. We believe that his example could inspire. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy. And exposing our mistakes. This is all going to end badly. Everybody has an agenda. Welcome to the Show Me Comicast. Welcome back to the Show Me Comicast. I'm Tim Pickerel, digital media producer for Show Me Comics. And I'm not going to lie, I feel like <laughs> Oh, Jordan's a little under the weather. But uh, it's not going to stop me from doing this podcast, because we had an episode a little while ago about momentum, and we need to keep ours. Hopefully I can keep my momentum in my stomach throughout the course of this episode. Um, but when I'm not sick, I do writing for showmecomics.com, and I write comic books like the one we recently had come up on Comixology, which you can buy now for four ninety nine. All digital, guided view technology looks great. It's fantastic. So yes, go out and buy that. Seriously, stop this podcast and go buy it. <laughs> Well, you noticed I said the word earlier, which is uncharacteristic of this podcast. Well, I said that for a reason, because it brings us to our cop, or our copy, <laughs> our topic for today. I told you I felt like It's all right. Um, so our topic is going to be, where do you draw the line on some of the elements that you include in your comic book, such as uh, sex, foul language, violence, things like that, and when do you cross the line from, let's say, being an all-ages comic to some other kind of category, and what are those categories? So that's our topic today is the sex, drugs, and fuck, I guess you can think of it that way. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the reason I came so up... So many beeps. The reason I came up with this episode is I was uh, at the bus stop today, actually waiting for my son to get off the bus and they at his school they do a summer school almost more like a summer camp type deal where you can actually pick your classes okay and i was talking to one of the moms at the bus stop and i said oh what classes did your son pick and she goes comic books of course and i was like oh what a fool it's gonna lead to podcasting (laughs) (laughs) and so uh she said, I'm surprised your son didn't do the comics one. And I said, well, I write comic books and have a comics podcast, so he pretty much gets all that that he needs at home. Um, and then she had this kind of wide-eyed look on her face like, well, are you going to tell me more about the comics that you write? And the only thing I could think to say stupidly was, uh, yeah, the comics that we make, are they're kind of adult. And immediately I thought, no, they're not. Like, that conjures up all these weird red light district imagery right, you know yeah. the uh that part of the french quarter that you don't want to go down to so now she New thinks Orleans. you're a pornographer exactly and and that i'm teaching my son because i said <laughs> don't worry about it that's covered at home listen you have to have this talk eventually we just do it through comic books so tim what are your thoughts when you hear that something's labeled as adult if i just hear it like you said it that's immediately what i go to as well as uh, more sexually gratuitous which I don't know what that says about our culture, but uh, I just think that that's the tag that gets put on a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of times. Um, 
So then I, I backpedaled a little bit and I said, actually, you know what? I started thinking in my head, well, there's only a little bit of cussing. Right. There's violence and there's some bloody stuff, but I would say it's a hard PG-13 or a soft R. Yeah. If you were right. using a movie rating system. But that kind of makes it goofy because, you know, movies had rating systems. Games have rating systems. There's a whole uh, history of comics trying to have rating systems. But for the most part, they really don't have any rating systems. They Yeah, they kind of enforce their own. It, so it's weird. Where do, What do we call ourselves? Uh, we're not all ages. We're not adult. Where does it What's the term? Mature. Again, that almost uh, sounds a little bit like pornography. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, I think that's just or it's more... like geared towards senior citizens. Well, I like comics too. <laughs> Only thing I like more than comics is my bingo cards <laughs> and Matlock. You got a Matlock comic in there, Sonny? And Metamucil. Uh, yeah, that's true. And then I guess if you were to take it one step further, a lot of Mature themed stuff appeal to the immature in us, so that's not a very good uh, right. qualifier either. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what a good term is. And that's really weird. Well, how do do you think it affects mentally uh, stable? <laughs> how do you think it affects selling? Because we know how it affects selling a movie. Mm-hmm. The highest uh, grossing movies are almost always PG thirteen, and the best movies are almost always rated R. <laughs> right. Unless you're talking about Frozen, not rated R. True, but that even uh, that even affects the tone of our podcast, right? I mean, because we don't usually throw out a lot of profanity, and if we do, as you've heard, we censor it. Uh, well, Protocon censors it. It's no. too late. Our ears have already heard it. He it's goes true. back and editing and does it. Um, do, do the big two have a rating system? They have. They have like a teen plus, I think it is. I, well, actually, that's a good question because I usually get comics digitally now. So Comixology, which we're on, and you can get your copy for four ninety nine. Heck yeah! Um, they have a rating system. Now you know. I- so I don't know. So since it's been so long since I've picked up an actual paper comic, I don't know if they have their own on the cover or. Okay, so here's something that I think we've kind of touched on because I'm just my mind is wandering about the different rating systems, and you said like. Teen Plus and stuff like that. Mm. And I, I think of the TV rating systems, and they have like MA yeah. and stuff like that, which stands for mature. So Matlock, MA. Yeah. Um, so, what I do like about it on like TV and movies more and more, you'll see why it got its tag. Mm-hmm. Like it'll say uh, simulated drug use, mild violence, and brief nudity. You know? Right. I think that's probably the best way. To try to convey to your audience where the line is drawn. That's kind of how the video games work. Yeah. So if, like, for instance, I was selling our comic book and somebody came up and I said, oh, it's a, it's for adults, you know. And if I said, uh, it's for adults because there's some realistic violence in it. Yeah. One parent might be like, oh, well, that <laughs> that's fine, you know. Oh, good grief. I was thinking of... Uh, you know, some kind of Clinton-era Oval Office stuff going on. <laughs> and then you go to another one, you know, and you tell them the same thing. Oh, it's got, you know, people get some limbs severed or whatever. It's realistic violence. And they're like, oh, how dare you? Get out of town. <laughs> well, that's fine, you know. 
Um, but people need more information to make their decision. I think that's better than just slapping a T, T plus, T plus plus. 15 plus. T minus minus. <laughs> that's probably the best way to go when trying to convey what ours is. Speaking of comicsology, what was our age range on there? I think we're 15 plus. Yeah, I think it was 15 plus. So that. I can will, double check this right now. Because he's using his free comicsology app. That he only paid four ninety nine for the actual book. It is fifteen plus. Okay, so that kind of jives with what I said earlier. A hard PG thirteen. So if you have it real hard, you want to kind of bump it. You know. Yeah, I mean it's like it's nothing you aren't going to see on Walking Dead on AMC. Yeah, and then there's other. And type- actually, the gore is probably way tamer than that. Right. Um, and in our comic, when it comes to the language, the you know the beepity beep words and stuff like that. It's not we really just, only have one. Yeah, it's and Maybe it's not two. used and it's not used like your average rated R movie where they just drop f bombs every other sentence to be edgy or whatever. Right. It's it has an emotional attachment to it. Yeah, it's used for it's used as an exclamation, yeah. <laughs> not a verbal connector. Right. Um, like so, the way I talk when we're not doing a podcast. <laughs> so again, when you say, "Oh, it's kind of you know more on the adult side," and then people find out. Oh, what it had one f- in it? That's not that bad, right? You know, I could let my fifteen-year-old read that. He's heard worse by the time he was in second grade, I'm sure. Sure. So I don't think we have any kind of focus <laughs> from this episode <laughs> since I'm sick and <laughs> I'm just kind of delirious. But we are touching on some stuff that's important when you are classifying yourself. For instance, all ages. Can you think of anything out there right now that's termed all ages that maybe's walking the line? In the comic book world? Yeah, or, or TV or movies or anything like that. I mean, you have to... I guess they have, like... I don't know if they still do the comic, but, like, they had the... Marvel had one for Reed Richards' son, Franklin. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's technically all... Like, all ages usually means it's okay for kids. Right. But the adults but probably adults. aren't going to give a rat's. Or adults might like it too. Now, I see it applied more and more to things like uh, Adventure Time and Regular Show and stuff like that, which I think those are actually more of teenager material. I know because I have kids and Mm -hmm. they watch that and their mom gets mad and turns it off. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about all ages? Because you've gone from one extreme to the other. You've gone from it's adult Oh no! You know mm-hmm. somebody's going to get a slap and tickle. To <laughs> it's all ages. Oh hey, we're going to watch Frozen, and then you go in to watch Frozen, or you know what was the same rating as Frozen in your mind, and it not like that at all. Right. So thoughts on all ages as a descriptor? I don't. Th- well, it's safe. I mean, it's definitely safe. But as far as an actual good rating system because for all ages it needs to be something that anybody of any age can enjoy and you're you're treading the line there it's really easy to have something that's kid friendly and doesn't appeal to anybody else i guess i mean youth could be a good rating well how would you describe your comic if you had an all ages comic that was actually a frozen type g oh geez um, would you try to sell people your comic saying it's all ages 
Yeah, I would sell my. I would sell. I haven't seen Frozen, but I hear everybody says it's good. Everybody says let's do the Lego movie because everybody loves the Lego. Right, movie. right. There I haven't seen that either, but you know, I probably I bet that's got more adult themed humor in it than Frozen did, though. Yeah, I think that's what somebody told me at work today. So I would say if you're going to say all ages, it really needs to be all ages. There has to be elements for something that everybody can enjoy. So, so you're saying it shouldn't just be for kids, right? All right. I could see that. And then if it is, if it's, like, I wouldn't call Teletubbies all ages. No. <laughs> Does this Teletubbies even, is that an outdated reference? Probably, but uh, Tinky Winky won't care. <laughs> so you're saying all ages probably skews a little bit on the higher side of the child's age bracket? Probably. Just due to some of the innuendos we're and going, references? Yeah, we're going probably first grade on. Right. As far as that goes. I don't know if all I don't know how many if when you're getting into toddler they might not even understand what's going on in the Lego movie or something like that so well it's weird on all ages shows they'll they'll substitute something innocent for something that's not so innocent and it'll have like the same effects but you know to a kid they're kind of just like up front oh I don't know this is weird like let's say I'm just making up an example on a cartoon okay somebody drinks too much soda and then they start falling down and okay. crashing into stuff. It seems like a lot of all ages has that kind of stuff. Okay. Soda Popinski. Right. <laughs> or uh, That's an outdated reference. I'm sure they're going to make a comeback. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. Can you think of some examples? Oh, uh, boy. I was going to say Popeye and the spinach, but I don't know if that counts. Mm, kind of. I guess if you wanted to draw like a steroids type reference. There. Yeah, maybe. Um, I know that when my kids watched Rango, this movie or whatnot, okay. um, he smokes a cigar in it. And I didn't think much of it while we were walk- watching it because I'm like, oh, it's all ages. you know. We're all supposed to be enjoying it. And then we turned it off and I saw my three-year-old daughter imitating smoking i'm like whoa wait a minute (laughs) i never would have thought that going into it you know and i wouldn't have been one of those parents that you know oh my god but coming out the other side i'm like whoa i see i see their point you know they were right about joe camel (laughs) they were so if you're gonna you know skew something all ages and i think there was other stuff like that in rango uh, oh, yeah, there was a lot of references to Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> Those kids Obviously, probably yeah, not going to get, get you know. But, but the parents would appreciate the reference. Exactly. So, it, Animaniacs was like that, too. They kind of were. Um, I would say they were probably, you wouldn't have seen anybody smoke on Animaniacs. But, uh, no. Um. Well, speaking of bleeping out words, you know, cuss words and stuff, mm-hmm. one of the themes of this episode, that's another thing is uh, the old Looney Tunes used to just make up their own cuss words. Do you remember that? Like Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam were cussing all the time. They, when <laughs> they, they just were their own cuss words. It's like, rest Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I guess there's ways to, there's almost like a sliding scale when you're doing all ages stuff. It's like, if you're going to hide it, Hide it, mm-hmm. you know, and make it kid friendly, which all the parents watching know Yosemite Sam's 
you know, Raza, Raza, no, yeah, they could make the R-rated Bugs Bunny movie, and you know, Yosemite Sam acts the same, and you just put it in the regular <laughs> words that you know you put the. <laughs> um, but instead, no, for for a kid, Rasa Fracket, and that's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So, all right, still meandering through this episode. They do a lot of that with in uh, sci-fi shows now. Oh, do like, tell. In the future, they'll apparently have new profanity words, and it's basically just a way to get around the censors. So you can have like Battlestar Galactica's. Battlestar Galactica is probably the big one with frack. Mm-hmm. Uh, Farscape. Had some of it. Uh, I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen Farscape, so I don't remember them off the top of my head. There's a show. It, it had its first season that takes place in. It's a futuristic show called Defiance. Takes place in St. Louis. They have mm-hmm. uh, fake profanity as well. So it's. But it sounds like it. It sounds really silly when you hear it. I mean, fra- the frack one kind of worked okay. Right. But a lot of other times, it's just like really either. Use some actual profanity or don't. Well, I have kids, so I have another example. <laughs> if you go to the other side of the spectrum, um, what was the show? Oh, Thomas the Tank Engine or whatever. He, they'd say stuff like, bust my buffers. <laughs> sizzling fireboxes. And those are their curse words or whatnot. Okay. And so, so it was. it's pretty funny to sit there and you're like, oh yeah, those are curse words mm-hmm. for sure. But... To that point, as a comic creator, that's the kind of stuff you can kind of have fun with. Um, like you said, at one end, you're making up new words in a sci-fi world, or if you're you know, making an all-ages comic, or even a kid's comic, you can kind of play with it on that side and uh, be a little bit more innovative. You don't always have to just drop regular cuss words all the time. Right. Right, Protocon? Well, he agrees. All right. So, Tim, what other thoughts do you have on, we've talked about cussing, we've talked uh, about violence, we haven't talked much about sex other than to say that that conjures up certain images when you say the word adult. Right. So. Uh, If I, I guess the, I don't know if this is just my American uh, Western world we should be ashamed of sex, but I would say if there's any sexuality at all in it, it's probably not all ages, aside from Kiss the Princess or something like that. Right. Um, a lot of the comic books now, well, maybe the comic books before, too, because everybody was in skin-tight stuff, but uh, there's a lot more sexuality going on in comic books today, I think, and mm-hmm. they're still rated probably what ours would be rated fifteen plus or something like that, like Batman and Catwoman. Well, the banging. interesting thing about that though is you see a title Batman, and that almost says all ages on it, like from a parent point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, just the they think point. I can get a child's costume of Batman. Obviously, Batman must be good for kids. Right, the brand has become its own rating. Mm-hmm. To to the ignorant parent, they know no better. Right. Um, so that's kind of hard where you can pick up a kid-friendly Batman, a G-rated, an all-ages Batman, and a pretty darn <laughs> risque Batman all on the same rack. Yep. So th- that's that's a challenge, and I think that is a challenge for anybody that would be a customer of our comics because... You know, you try to tell them you're at that risk A end of the rack just because you, you know, use a bad word. And, and have some intestines. Yeah, and have some people get their fingers cut off. A little bit different than... 
Spoiler alert, there's no sex in our comic. Sorry. <laughs> there is a sequel, though, so if that's your thing, you never know. But, I don't know, what were the controversial recent sexual things that came out in mainstream comics? Oh, uh, boy. There's a lot of the objectifying women going on. As okay. we've, as, but that's been going on for a long time. Um, with, like, costumes and things like that. Like, men are always completely covered, but... Wonder, well, they changed Wonder Woman's outfit. She actually wears pants. She doesn't wear, like, the old skirt from right. the olden days. And then there's Power Girl, who just has the boob window the boob in window. her. Yeah. <laughs> which is ridiculous. Um, Starfire. Starfire's almost completely naked. The, yeah, and that's weird We're talking a lot of DC. That is a good point. We, we always seem to be talking a lot of DC. Uh, yeah, some people got in a, kind of an uproar over that Starfire thing. Can you explain to the audience? Um, her character, well, outfit wise, it barely covers anything. Um, and she's orange and she's orange. So we don't like orange naked people anymore. (laughs) Not since the Oompa Loompa incident of 1967. But, um, I guess her character is also fairly promiscuous because she's an alien and she doesn't see what the earthling hang up on sexuality is, which I guess is somehow, I don't know, preachy or under, undermining good values or something like that. That's really the only thing I can think of with that character. Well, I could see... But I don't read those comics anyway. I could see from a standpoint you arguing both ways, the puritanical mm-hmm. way, you know, the where you're like, oh my gosh, just my kid shouldn't be looking at any of that. No, I, I don't want my 14-year-old daughter picking up that comic and thinking that she should necessarily need to be promiscuous. Well, uh, you know, the other part is my 14-year-old son picks that comic up and he and thinks, thinks this is the all way All aliens it are is. promiscuous. Yeah, so like, I got to get me an alien girlfriend. You got the puritanical argument at one side, but you, then you have the more, I don't know, progressive uh, argument at the other side where they wouldn't want women to be dressed like that or saying, oh, it's all about sex. Who cares? Why are you guys so hung up? Because for a 14-year-old boy, you're like, yeah, that sounds pretty good, you know? (laughs) And they grow up, you know, and then they're the ones that keep perpetuating the Mm -hmm. objectification. So there's different contexts to argue about having sex and matter, No matter where you stand, there's a definite gray area when, I guess, it comes to the – because it's all – objectifying the female right, is is the big underlying issue. But I, even there, you can have it both ways. You can say, this woman's empowered and comfortable with her sexuality, or this woman's objectified and whatever. There's kind of a... There's no one answer, or there's no black or white answer. For well, it, here's really. my question. So, do you think comics do a good job of if there's sex in the comic, you're mm-hmm. probably going to know about it. Yeah. If people are scantily clad and talking about sex all throughout it, you're probably not going to know that mm-hmm. going into it. What do you think? I think that's probably true. Would um, you say they both qualify as sexual content? <sighs> yes. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of these from the standpoint of we've got somebody on the other side of our comic convention table and they're like, uh, is there any sexual content in this? 
And we're like, nobody has sex in it at all. No. You know, and then they get through and it's like, you know, barbarian women versus the nympho dinosaur lizard men from hell or whatever. Wow, (laughs) that sounds uh, like a great comic. I think there's actually a movie called The Headboy with a slight slight tweak in the title. But they're all running around and they just basically got fur bikinis, Uh you know, that are barely covering them. And then um, there's a lot of reference to different things happening it just happens off camera you know um what would you think is that customer who i told you there's no sex in it when they asked about sexual content well it was telling the truth but uh i don't i don't think implied sexuality is necessarily sexual content per se that was like a politician from behind the podium answering a question. Well, <laughs> why? Because I said per se. <laughs> that was a, a red flag for sure. Okay. Um, well, I mean, it, by that note, like anytime you saw a kid and then mommy and daddy need some alone time and they tell that to the kid, oh, they're going to have sex. Is that what's well, going on just, behind me? Uh, your cat is engaging in sexual contact with the stool oh well that's great so now this is a mature rated podcast right because we just uh you can't get that picture out of your mind now nope. <laughs> a cat and a stool here's the kicker you don't know if it's a stool you sit on or another oh, it's, please tell me it's a stool you sit on <laughs> and now we i don't want to turn now farther I don't wanna, into the adult range now i don't want to turn around um so we, as you can tell, we're like a couple adolescent fourteen-year-old boys, or whatever. we don't know how to classify sex in comics. So, if you have thoughts about it, please let us know because I'm trying to work through that wide-eyed look of the mom in the station mm-hmm. wagon, looking up at me and thinking, "This guy writes adult comics," you know. And then the same wide-eyed look I'd get afterwards if I go, "No, I write all ages comics." And then her, she buys her eight-year-old son one, and people are getting their hands cut off and their intestines pulled out, mm-hmm. and this little girl is dropping the f bomb. Um, either way could be bad. So, I guess the whole point of this episode is you don't want to misrepresent your content, mm-hmm. and you don't want to be misrepresented by labels. Yeah. Do you think that's a good way to kind of? wrap everything up that we've been talking about that's a good summary i think what are some final thoughts you have um the more we were talking about the more i like the idea of not necessarily having a rating but having like some kind of note like like on uh video games or movies like this contains xxx right because if i not xxx that's why (laughs) that was xyz is what i meant to say um see get your mind out of the gutter i can't um yeah, because to me, like, if I was going to watch um, a slasher movie, like, a, with my son, mm-hmm. and they're, like, cutting people's legs off, I would qualify that violence a little bit different than if we're watching a Civil War movie. Sure. And people are getting blown up by our artillery and having limbs come off. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be a little bit different. Sure, the same thing's happening, but those are the kind of notes you get where it's like um, historical war violence, you know, and stuff like that. They'll Mm -hmm. use different tags. Or like, yeah, because you can't just have like violence if there's torture. Like you should probably put torture on. Do they do torture on Uh, I'm not sure, but they probably should. They probably should. Because I just watched The the Monuments, man, and that was torture. 
recently. <laughs> <laughs> they should have labeled that. Um, but yeah, and then there's a difference between, uh, you know, Holly Berry and Monsters Ball sexual content, you know, and say Clerks se- sexual content. Right. Little bit different, you know. I might even let the. Uh, no, I can't make any judgments on what I would let my kids watch and what I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not ready for the S E X word yet. You have a, you have a ways to go. I don't know this day and age. <laughs> <laughs> the country's darn country we live in. Let's say you drain your biceps. Blood is rushing into your muscles, and that's what we call the pump. Your muscles get a really tight feeling, like your skin is going to explode any minute. You know, it's really tight. It's like somebody blowing air into into your muscle. It just blows up, and it feels different. It feels fantastic. All right, so this is, uh, like we said, a good thing for you to try to work out with the rest of your comics crew. So we're going to come up with some exercises for you to go do. I've got an art one. Tim, can you think of a... A non-art one? A A writing one? I'll see if I can come up with one. Okay. Well, here's the art one. So we all have kind of seen the iconic person cussing. Let's say you want to keep it down to all ages. The way you're going to transform that cussing is uh, you're going to put in at symbols and dollar signs and uh, ampersands and things like that to form what would be a cuss word. That's really important from an art standpoint that there's a visual representation, but not the actual word. What I want you to do is come up with two or three new and innovative ways to convey, Hey, this character on the page is saying a cuss word, but we do not see the cuss word. So kind of your own ampersand at symbol deal. I would like to see writers come up with interesting ways to use profanity in a not, not profanity per se, but your own, write your own profanity in a world where all the characters are animals. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> like think, uh, like the world of Narnia or what was uh secret of nymph? I don't know. You hairball. You're really putting me on the spot. Okay. <laughs> but you get the idea. Uh, animal, 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 God. anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic animal world. What kind of profanity might they have? Uh, So on that note, I think we can probably say that, you know, these kind of things are important for you to have a dialogue with your fellow comic creators. Because as you can see, we're almost working it out on air. Right. How we classify these different, uh, different things and don't misrepresent yourself. I think that's fair. And on that note, on behalf of myself and Jordan, we're Show Me Comics. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoy the show, subscribe on iTunes and give us a rating and a review. And as you can hear, Sam is not here again this week, so we want to start a Twitter campaign (laughs) of all the reasons he should be here instead of all the reasons he shouldn't be here. Go ahead and uh, hit that up at Show Show Me Comics hashtag. What's a good hashtag? Come back, Sam. Come back, Sam. There we go. All right. Um don't put a lot of sexual content into those tweets <laughs> <laughs> and we'll let you figure out what that means. Um, so in the meantime, I, I write comics. <laughs> so you can check them out at showmecomics.com. Follow us on Twitter at showmecomics. Blow it up with reason Sam should be here. And also facebook.com slash half graphic novel. Mother-